0: What we're dealing with here is a total lack of respect for the law. Welcome to Done By Law on 3CR 8.55am and also welcome to those listening via various podcast platforms or streaming on 3cr.org.au. I'm Sue Robertson and with me is Liz Starry and we're your hosts for for tonight. G'day, Liz.
1: Hello, Sue.
0: (laughs) It's just after 6pm on Tuesday, the 31st of January 2023 and you're listening to content that was pre-recorded on Sunday, the 29th of January 2023. We start by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation as the original and rightful custodians of the land that 3CR broadcasts from. We pay our respects to elders past and present and to First Nations listeners. We also acknowledge this land was stolen, never ceded, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Tonight, we have a very special guest, a true access to justice hero, Jared Brody. Jared is CEO of the Consumer Action Law Centre, which is an independent, not-for-profit consumer organisation based in Melbourne. Consumer action provides financial counselling, legal advice and representation to support vulnerable and disadvantaged Victorians, and draws on its direct knowledge of the consumer experience in modern markets to pursue consumer interests, campaigns and policy reform at both state and national levels jared has been in his role in this current role for 10 years and he's stepping down in a couple of weeks. Um, He's also the chair of Consumers Federation of Australia, the peak body for consumer organisations in Australia, which represents a diverse range of consumer groups, including most national consumer organisations. Wow, what an intro. Welcome, Jared.
2: Thanks, Sue. It's lovely to be here with you both.
0: Brilliant! All right, let's it's kick this off. You. Yeah, it's awesome to have you. <laughs> You're a legend. Just get um, you before you leave. <laughs> so let's let's kick off with some of the questions we have for you. Firstly, what, what was it that drew you to consumer law advocacy?
2: Well, that's a um, a good question, Sue. I don't know if it was anything specific. I when I was at university, as many uni students, they want to get some experience and some decide to volunteer with some CLCs. And so I actually um, looked around and found what was then the Consumer Law Centre Victoria. And I got in contact and made an application to volunteer. So I think this was my second or third year uni, so very, very green. And I was fortunate enough to be accepted. And I volunteered there for a, a couple of years, I think, um, sort of once a week, went in there and, and helped uh, on a variety of different tasks. And I think that's what you know, drew my interest. Uh, that opportunity to see um, uh, providing advice to people who had issues but also contributing to some of the. their work. Consumer Law Centre at the time was doing lots of different reports on lots of different issues and I was doing some research that supported some of those reports. So um, yeah, that that was what drew my interest and then, you know, I went finished university and um, I did work in private practice for a, a short stint but I actually got contacted by that organization and said, Oh, but we've now got a job going. Do you want to apply? And, and so I did. And so that's, yeah, that's when I started at Consumer Law Center Victoria. I think it was 2003, but, um, <laughs> 20, 20 years ago. Um, so yeah, not so much
0: experience my- then. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> and so that's, yeah. And the, I kind of just stayed ever, ever since. I think that the work is, you know, there's such a variety to the work, there's so many interesting issues. and. And we also, you know, I think make an impact for people um, experiencing disadvantage and vulnerability and and able to change the way business treats people. So that's what motivates me, I think, Sue.
1: So you probably would have been quite a young CEO to come into um, the Consumer Action Law Centre 10 years ago. And you've obviously made quite a um, substantial difference to a number of different law areas in under con, the consumer umbrella, Jared, and um, it's it's really hard to to know where to go to because just having a look at your Twitter feed and Consumer Action Law Centre's uh, website, there's so many areas in the consumer sector that you've um, had an impact on. We thought we'd um, maybe start with the finance services sector and ask you, um, you know, what is one of the issues that you uh, you would say has been the most significant areas of change over 10 years? Because as we know, some areas don't just happen, uh, of change happen within a shorter amount of time. They do take a long time. And um, if you want to choose more than one, you're welcome to do that. <laughs> <much of it. laughs> Please do. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good
2: question. I mean, in the area you're of- Financial services. At consumer action, we do a lot in credit and a lot in insurance. So I think i would probably. I think the one that we've had the biggest impact on is probably um insurance, junk insurance, um yes. and that's been a, a long-standing campaign. And in fact, you know, it was predated me. You know, consumer advocates and financial counsellors knew this was an issue back in the '90s, and you know, there was a report back done back then that was called, I think, twenty three cents in the dollar, which was how much um, in terms of Every dollar in premiums, how much was paid out to? Oh gosh, uh, people who had claims? So it's a very small proportion, yeah. um, and it was very profitable for you know the insurance companies and also the uh, things like motor car dealers who who sold it and had added it on to a, a car loan, for example, um, consumer credit insurance, gap insurance. And it actually got worse than that. And so about 2013, 14, we did a bit more analysis of it. And that time it was about eight or nine cents in the dollar. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and so we decided to do um, a, a bit of a deep dive into that issue. And that wasn't one necessarily that a lot of people complained directly about because they didn't even know that they'd purchased this insurance a lot of the yeah. time. You know, what they had was uh, you know uh, uh, a loan they couldn't afford to repay or maybe there was some issue with um, a car loan um, and often the financial counsellor or community lawyer would pick up the issue and realise well oh, you've been paying this for many years and it's just worthless you know you can't even claim on it. Um, so, so, so
1: do you want to just be a little bit specific about like what that uselessness area was? Um, yeah so that, that... To listeners.
2: Sure, Liz. There's a couple of different types of these junk insurance products. So one is consumer credit insurance. So it purports to pay out when you can't repay your loan because you've become unemployed, or uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's that's a common or become dis- disabled, for example. The problem is we saw many people who had sold, been sold the uh, insurance that were already unemployed at the time they they purchased it. So they were never yeah. going to be able to claim on that insurance. And another option was called gap insurance. So gap insurance was uh, tacked onto car loans. And so if you, you know, um, totaled your car, had a car accident um, and you had this uh, car loan, you still had to repay, the gap insurance would uh, pay the difference between a comprehensive car insurance payout and what the loan payout would, you know, the loan value would be. But again, there was lots of limitations and restrictions on accessing that insurance. And many times it was sold... When there was no gap because the yes. person had paid a deposit on on the car loan so there was no gap at all yeah and so th- th- these cost people a lot of money you know thousands you know hundreds if not thousands of dollars when you added them up and so we you know wrote reports about it made complaints to regulators and we also created um a, a, a website called um demand a refund which helped people uh, claim their, their junk insurance premiums back from from the insurance company, which was really um, successful and very popular. I think more than $30 million have been claimed back through that. Oh,
1: and that's and so, still going, isn't it? And, and that enabled people to be able to do it themselves rather than get a lawyer. I mean, they could always get a consumer action, obviously. But you made it a, a really simple way I just I know that I use this many times with people I was working with where they just had to put in their details um which was really simple and out you know came this fantastic legal kind of letter about what you know they were claiming and um there you had it people were able to self-advocate which was an, a fantastic system and still is of course um,
0: how, so, long so, sorry, ago how did, did th- you start that Jared?
2: Well, I think the website was launched in 2015. Um, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, so over that time, we've run that website. But it's, it's not just those individual outcomes that it's had an impact on, I think. Um, what it did, you know, our focus and and that website, it really pushed the regulators to do its own investigation and get uh, remediation. So I think they've got a billion dollars of remediation um, against the insurance companies now. and then And then following from that was a number of class actions. So there's been wow. a $50 million settlement with Commonwealth Bank, um, and there's another $50 million with each of the other three banks uh, as well. And then there's a couple other different providers like Swan Insurance that there's been a class action as well. So there is, you know, it's hundreds huge. of thousands, yeah. billions of dollars um, being, you know, what were wasted uh, by, you know, people were taking advantage of, um, and mm. we've been able to contribute to getting that some of that money back
0: core a back full of so amazing. Yeah. it is amazing isn't it when you think about it over eight mm-hmm. years what you can achieve yeah um is there anything jared that you consider to be unfinished business for you
2: oh there's always so much more left to do so <laughs> um i mean one of the campaigns that um consumer action is working on at the moment is about scams and we're seeing a lot of people um losing you know a lot of money, sometimes small amounts, a few thousand dollars, but sometimes more than a $100,000. Yeah, and they're being tricked through investment scams or romance scams or, or those um, uh, scams that, you know, someone's calling you um, and you're in a moment of panic that you, you get tricked and you transfer money when you shouldn't have or pass on a yeah. bank password when you shouldn't have. And uh, we'd like, I think there is opportunity there to reform the system that better protects people I think that, uh, you know, when we look at all these scams, one common feature is that they are able to take money from your bank account. And so yeah. it tells me that the banking system, the payment system, isn't as safe as it could be. Um, mm-hmm. And that our, our argument is if we made the banks more liable for some of the losses associated with scams, like they are already with uh, um unauthorized transaction fraud so when you get credit card fraud for example you know that you don't have to pay it, the bank pays it um, if that was treated the same way uh, we'd actually see the banks invest more in protection and detection and, and the strength of the system um, and would probably see less less losses and that's what happened with credit card fraud in fact if you look at the statistics over the last five years um, the banks have improved their technology and and so forth and um, the amount being lost through credit card fraud has come down and of course when they're incentivized they they really want it to come down don't they um so we had the same for scams i think that would be a big change and and better protect people so that's unfinished business i think
1: Oh, uh, very live unfinished to, business yeah just seeing how that progresses um, yeah. because it is really frightening and and i think the thing about it too is um it, kind of can happen to anyone so easily just with that, you know, click of, you know, they're like innocently going, oh, you know, if you're in a rush or you haven't read something properly and you've missed something and all of a sudden, yeah, Mm. it can just lead to so much um, pain and, yeah, stress for people. So I suppose from there what would be really um, good to hear your thoughts on what do you see as uh, the uh, a challenge for consumer law advocates? Um, and, you know, you can think about that in any way you want to or take that. Is it um, in terms of uh, the way policy changes, legislation changes, who you're dealing with? We've had change of federal government, mm-hmm. of course, in the last year. So, where do you? What's
2: your thoughts on this at the moment? Oh, that's a, another good question. I mean, I think there's, <laughs> there are many challenges for consumer advocates. They, you know, we're, we're a small group of people. Uh, in mm. really, I mean, there's a lot, uh, uh, compared to, for example, all the businesses and their lobby lobby groups who are, are getting the ear of, um, of of governments and regulators much more regularly than than consumer advocates. So I think that um, I, I think the challenge is to really continue to build the influence of consumer advocates, and I think that influence is built by having uh, you know really good evidence of the problems that we're talking about. So you know, I, I think one of the, the, the strengths of our sector is you know through financial counsellors, through community legal centres, we're able to develop those case studies. Um, we we see the harm every day through our yeah. work. Um, and we're able to kind of collate those, uh, bring them to decision makers um, and try and twin that with research as well so that you can see that, the, you know, how significant an issue is. It's not just a few. Often consumer advocates face that challenge where you're seeing it to be just a few anecdotes, you know. Mm. Um, and I always like to say, well, uh, you know, a few case studies uh, or a few anecdotes added up, added together amounts to data in my world.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs>
2: Um but I, I think that you know, demonstrating uh, a problem and and then um, in a you know, um, a, a clever strategic way, bringing that issue to the decision make decision makers, through all the tools available. So using it through building relationships with those decision makers is really important. talking to people in industry, talking to regulators and government reps, using media. I think media is really a big uh, tool of, of the consumer advocacy sector and can make a big difference to um, having your message heard by many people, but also uh, handing it over to the voice of those affected, um, the yeah. stories of those um, mm. who have been taken advantage of. It's it's much stronger when it comes from them than it is from me. So um, hel- helping people tell their story um, and what's been happening to them, I think, uh, is another way in which we can, I guess, overcome that challenge of uh, us being a smaller sector and, and not necessarily having that access or influences big industry lobbyists. But I think that you know because of um because of those things, because of our our case studies, because of our lived experience, um, we are able to to match the industry lobbying in many ways.
0: Okay, so a bridge between everyday people being. That's the challenge between being a really credible and and loud bridge, strong bridge between everyday people and the problems they're having and government. That's yeah.
2: right. Yeah, yep. and not and I think what one of the risks is that you know you don't want to come across shrill. You don't want to come no. across <laughs> sort of um, you know every everything's outrageous or everything's unconscionable. Um, you've you've got to be uh, have uh, strength. You know uh, uh, um, yeah. a good basis to what you're saying, you know, having evidence yeah. to what you're saying, I think is really important. And that's why, yeah, that's why I think, you know, legal centres, you know, and and financial counselling organisations, they're able to draw on that evidence because they've got it through their advice and casework. Mm. Yeah,
0: brilliant. We're just going to take a break right there. You're listening to Done By Law. Stay tuned. We'll be back shortly after a couple of community announcements. Kofiyas are Palestinian scarves, and they're a symbol of support for justice for the Palestinian people. Buying one will support the last remaining factory in Hebron that makes kofiyas, and all proceeds from the sales support projects in Palestine, especially Gaza, as well as local solidarity organizations. From the traditional black and white kafia to an array of modern designs, all scarves are just $30 each. Explore the range and order online, or drop by 3CR during business hours we your support for the rights of Palestinians. Go to kufias.org.au. that's K-U-F-I-Y-A-S.org.au, a 3CR supporter. Catch the podcast via the 3CR website or on your favourite podcast app. Wildlife Victoria is a non-profit emergency response service committed to assisting wildlife in need across Victoria. Our trained and dedicated volunteers rescue and rehabilitate sick, injured and orphaned animals so they can be released back to their native habitat. If you see wildlife that may need our help, please contact us on 8400 7300. To donate or register to become a volunteer, hop onto our website at wildlifevictoria.org.au. A 3CR supporter. Welcome back. You're listening to... Done by Law on 3CR, we're talking to Jared Brody from Consumer Action Law Centre. And before the break, we were talking to him about um, his wonderful experience, vast experience in in the uh, consumer law advocacy space and what he sees for the future for consumer advocates. We've only got five minutes left in our recording. So um, maybe we'll go to this question Jared what what would be the most rewarding memory for you from your time at consumer action since you're soon to be leaving
2: oh, wow. that's a really good point. I mean there's been so many different issues that we've been able to have an impact on I mean we're talking about financial services and before but you know consumer action works on other areas as well I mean one of the areas where we had a big impact and I think that it was because we saw it again through contacts to our centre, and there wasn't many others that were talking about it. Was around um, the really dodgy selling of vocational education a few years ago through yes. VET fee help, um, yeah. and you'll see, you know many really disadvantaged people um, on Centrelink um, uh, who were tricked into signing up to courses that wasn't were worthless again. You know, mm. not very high quality. And and they were charged, um, you know, tens of thousands of dollars for the the, the privilege, if you like. Um, and we were able to, you know, um, give voice to that issue, and actually see some change in a relatively short period, including uh, government actually re- remediating people again um, and wiping those debts, but also getting established a, a vocational training ombudsman, which is now part of the Commonwealth ombudsman. Um, So people uh, in the future have somewhere to go, you know, they don't have to, legal centres don't have to deal with it, they can go to an ombudsman and and that can resolve that pretty effectively. I think that's, that was an issue that we worked on with, you know, a conservative federal government and so working very closely with, um, you know, what was a Liberal um, uh, uh, Minister for Education um, was actually quite memorable because it's not, you know, um, you mightn't always think that, you know, consumer advocates can make a difference when there is those conservative forces. But uh, in that example, uh, we were able to work together and get some change, and so that was really positive and memorable. That's awesome.
1: So should um, we um, just ask the last question if we have time, Sue?
0: We do About- have. We have three minutes left.
1: Okay. So-, <laughs> um, so what would be your dream in terms of how the legal system deals with consumer law? Oh wow.
0: <laughs> Three minute um, <at> elevators pitch.
1: <laughs> well, what,
2: one one reform that I would like to see in the consumer law is a stronger prohibition against unfair trade practices. I think a lot of people don't realize that we don't actually have that at the moment. We've got its prohibition against unconscionable conduct, which most people don't know what means. I think even judges that interpret it see it differently and, and interpret it in different ways and it hasn't had an impact on some really unfair, Practices, so I think if we had that uh, prohibition in the law, and there is talk of it at the moment, they're considering it, um, that would have a huge impact for consumer law because what what it would do is mean that it better protected the most vulnerable that don't have the capacity to protect themselves in the marketplace. Um, you know, businesses would have to uh, ensure that their services, uh, you know, treated people fairly. Both you know, the sales process, but post-sales. So, you know, making it easy to call up a business, you know, uh, and get mm. in touch with someone if you've got a problem. um, yeah. Not, you know, being put on hold forever, which I think many of us have experienced. But if you're in financial distress and you're trying to get in touch with your uh, telco company to get some support and you just can't get through to anyone, um, that's just unfair practices, I think. Mm, yeah. And so I think a, a, a law around um prohibiting those practices would make... um. Uh, you know, the marketplace much fairer as well.
0: Brilliant. So, in the last one and a half minutes, Jared, <laughs> what's next for you? What's next for Jared Brody?
2: Well, um, I don't have anything, you know, uh, lined up specifically, Sue. So I, I want to take a bit of a, a break. I mean, I, I, my passion is in consumer protection and, and change and reform to make, I guess, the, the marketplace a fairer and safer place for the community. So I hope to be able to work somewhere in that sort of world. I don't know where it will be yet. Um I'll take a break and you know then hopefully something, the opportunity arises somewhere along the way and I will hopefully continue to, to work with the, you know, the community legal centers, the financial counselors, but in a different way.
0: So we're and, not gonna
1: lose you, you really. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to lose you. No, no. And you know, you've been such a wonderful contributor to 3CR, as well as appearing on many other media platforms who we don't need to mention, but mm-hmm. mostly 3CR, which we look forward to maybe having you back, you know, another track in some other form.
0: In your new role, mm-hmm. whatever it is. it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <My pleasure. laughs> okay. Um, well, thanks, thanks again, Jared. What a legend you are!
1: <laughs> Just, you have been.
0: You're a superhero. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> But well, uh, are lucky to have you
1: on. Yeah, we so feel very you.
0: lucky. Thank you so thank much. You. And that's we're out of time. So on that note, we'll have to close this brilliantly interesting chat, and that's it for the program for this evening. So. Thanks so much, Jared, for sharing just a little bit of your world with us all. And uh, listeners, that was Jared Brody, CEO of Consumer Action Law Centre for the next two weeks. <laughs> and um, thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in. You've been listening to Done By Law on 3CR 855 AM, streamed at 3cr.org.au and available on your favourite podcast platform. Done By Law will be back again next Tuesday at 6pm. Stay tuned now for the Voices of West Papua. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> Yay. Thanks, Liz.
1: When I was new to Melbourne, I found a Food Not Bombs fly on the road. And I had like this fist with a carrot and carrots are my favorite vegetable yeah i think they were asking for help doing stuff and i got in touch
0: we i guess rescue food
1: that would otherwise go to waste
0: i like the aspect of sharing food and not making anyone feel obligated to pay anything for it we make a real point at food not bombs of involving Everyone who wants to be involved in whichever part they want to be involved in. For more information, go to fnbmelb.noblogs.org. Food Not Bombs is a 3 CR supporter. Travellers Aid Australia is offering free scooter safety training sessions. They will help mobility scooter and powered wheelchair users to practice their skills and build confidence in navigating their local community and accessing public transport. These sessions are delivered by train facilitators and volunteers and are provided across Melbourne. For more information or to register interests, interest, visit travellersaid.org.au, call on 03 9654 2600 or email info at Travelers Aid Australia is a 3CR supporter.